Now, on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. It is your weekly tee box dysfunction alongside the Caddy. Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. This is Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. Hit us up on social media at Maddie and Caddy, M-A-T-T-Y, the word and, C-A-D-D-I-E. That is both the Instagram and the Twitter. And I think some fun stuff to get to today, including how Arnold Palmer lives on in golf. I'll get to that in a minute. First, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. The problem for growing businesses have that keeps them from knowing their numbers is a hodgepodge of business systems. Too much time, too many resources, and that hurts the bottom line. Introducing NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need to grow. With NetSuite, you have time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, accounting, orders, and HR instantly right from your desktop or phone. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite is offering your valuable insights with a free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash caddy, C-A-D-D-I-E. That's netsuite.com slash caddy, C-A-D-D-I-E, to download your free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits. Again, netsuite.com slash caddy. But I I think I'm going to stop saying alongside Michael Collins because I'm never really alongside (laughs) you. When when is the last time that we got to sit next to one another? Doing the pod? Yeah. Was it it when we were at Upfront in May? Oh, okay, yeah. In the city. In New York, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think that, that was, was I think that was it. Holy cow. That's crazy too. And it's funny cuz I'm in LA now at the ESPN LA 710 studios. Yeah. Um and so like I just saw uh Keyshawn Johnson and them doing their show. Um then I'm gonna hop over there and jump on with them for a minute and stuff, but I was at the SB's 2019 Celebrity Golf Outing, uh-huh. Celebrity Golf Classic, and I can proudly say there were a lot of fans of our podcast there. Oh, good. Awesome job getting the guest on today. I said, what, you just want some just regular Joe Schmo? No, I, I, I hang out. I believe we settled this last week with our boy Nate Lashley, who was like, well, yeah, I mean... If you got, you know, Rogers and, and Favre and all these guys, and now for the second consecutive week, you are at a celebrity golf tournament, and yet here I am <laughs> stuck just talking to you. Here I am. Here I am. What are you doing? I seen you on Sports Center this morning. Yeah, so that's right. I, I work. It ain't. Yeah. So what? <laughs> there's nobody over there? Like, you're the only one? You, you draw the short straw. So you're the one that has to stay at work? Like yeah, you gotta I'm, stay at work and you can't you you didn't get I'm sorry you didn't get the SB invite, man. Like <laughs> you're yeah. the one that's gotta stay back and work. What aren't they understanding at the ESPN golf tournament? I want everybody in ESPN management to hear this. What aren't you understanding about Maddie and the Caddy? What aren't we understanding about this? I don't bro, that's a I'm here. You know, apparently you need to work on your scheduling people skills. <laughs> Look, I for, he, you got to make how the right works. people. You got to make the right people happy so that they're like, "Hey, well, you should go out to L.A. and do Maddie and the Caddy out there for the ESPYS and do the red carpet thing." Man, I this is look. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I was terrified coming out, and I'm still terrified because. I've never walked the red carpet before. Wait, what do you what are you on the red carpet for? The SBs tonight. Yeah, I get there's that, three. Boy. I don't know. Like I just gotta walk on the. I'm supposed to walk the red carpet. Oh boy, I'm wearing the outfit. You know, and and I can't. You know me how as a caddy, 
Yesterday, I spent the day on the 13th hole in the jumpsuit. I was in the yeah. caddy jumpsuit, so America's caddy was doing America's caddy thing. Raised over $1,000 extra for the Stuart, Stuart Scott Cancer Research Fund. Good for you. Which I'm very proud of that. Yeah, we did a live Twitter show and had a whole bunch of fun. Almost saw a hole in one. Literally do hit it to six inches. And it took a peek when it was, when it spun back from the hole. Um, and it was a blast, but I knew what I was going to wear. And they were like, okay, so you're, we got you going to the ESPYs and you do the red carpet and the after party. And I'm like, well, okay, what's the dress? And they were like, dress to impress. I don't oh. know what that, for me, dress to impress doesn't mean the same thing as like Russell Westbrook. Right. So I just told him straight up, I'm wearing the outfit mullet. That's it. That's your signature. That's kind of my thing. So that's what I'm going to be rocking. Here's all the patriotism about Maddie and the caddy. It it, just in general and and the caddy first that I I've yet to be invited to the Aspies yet. And this is my first one, bro. And now you're walking the red carpet. And, this is my first one, and you're 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 hosting golf tournaments. You know, I'm hosting. Here, I'm not hosting. I was standing on a par three. I think that today, henceforth, it's just going to be called the Caddy Podcast. <laughs> and you nah, just I'm you go about that. you go about as you want, and then when you need someone, you've got my number. Give me a call. Why don't we just call it? We could call it Bitter Maddie in the Caddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like someone's got, it. someone you has to keep me? the TV network. Angry close. Maddie in the Caddy. <laughs> you know, today I, I, I'm announcing. Like, Maddie with, stays in Bristol in the Caddy. <laughs> with all your other garbage and BS that you do, I can't do anything about that. But now that it's affiliated, are you going to be company, mad that I'm going to Ireland too? Like you're going to be mad it, that I got to go. That I got to go to the open. It's affiliated with the play company. Royal County Downs. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's your assignment. But now that it's affiliated with the company that I do and host the flagship television show for Sports Center, now that it's affiliated with the company, I'm done. That's it. Your other stuff. Yeah, that's but on you. Hold on. That's the whole point. You had to stay in Bristol because somebody got to be there to do Sports Center this morning. Like, yeah, you're not going to come out to L.A. and get up at 2 o'clock in the morning. You already get up at 3. So you're like, you're going to get up one. at at 1 o'clock in the morning. But I'm saying you weren't alone. Antonietta was on with you this morning. I, you yep. know how happy that made me to see the two of y'all on, knowing where we all came from, like, company-wise? We was in the basement. We were all in the basement together. Now y'all are on <laughs> Sports Center. Doing the Sports Center show, the day of the ESPYs, like holding it down, having a great time. Y'all killed it as usual on the Sports Center, and I'm out here doing the ESPYs golf tournament, a golf outing and stuff. Like we was originally, do you remember we were in a, we were literally in a closet doing an internet well, video let, that was like let, a minute, you know. And when the, I wasn't let's tap there, the breaks and, there. Well, but it's true. I, I came was down to in, you in the basement. I was already up on the TV level doing sports oh, center. See, and I, I, came, I, I came down to you in the Which basement. Which again, so we're gonna, we rebranding <laughs> Bitter Maddie and the Caddy. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the rebrand. <laughs> yeah, see? But that's what I mean. Like, you should be happy. It's a slow, it's not a, This is the cool thing, too, about being out in L.A. with the whole Hollywood scene and stuff like that. There is really, to be honest, it is very, that's not a strong enough word, extremely and almost unheard of, of a a true overnight success. It's not, that's not, that doesn't happen. You know, when, you know, I. Being in the business of comedy for so long, I love the fact that when someone breaks out, they're like, oh, this dude's an overnight success. Nah, you just didn't see the 15-year journey of this gentleman or this woman's what they went through to get to this point. 
It's just when you and millions of people are introduced to him, you've never seen him before. So it's like, oh, this person's new. Nah, they've been around for 15 to 20 years. You just were never exposed to him before. It's only a couple hundred people that's like, oh, man, I saw so-and-so doing stand-up comedy. It was 12 people in there, right? And they bombed. So this is our journey with Maddie and the Caddy to bring it full circle slowly but surely. Like, one of us gets invited out to the ESPYs for the first time, gets to do the golf tournament, then boom, next year, hey, what do you want to do next year that you think would be cool? Uh, how about Maddie gets to come out and we do the, hey, that's a great idea. But ta-da, see? Instead of, I want to, you're like, you're like the Veruca Salt of the podcast. You, you can go Willy Walker. Now, <laughs> now, I want it now. I want a squirrel. Squirrel, <laughs> daddy. Give me a squirrel. <laughs> Look, hey. I just watched Willy Wonka last week. The original one? Nah, nah the, the one that is not as creepy. The one with Johnny Depp, the newer one. No, I like the, the original. was my favorite. The one like with the Depp is creepier, one. isn't it? No. Oh, no, no. The one with, with Gene Wilder, it gets is much darker. Really? I mean, I love yeah, there's that. There's a couple of scenes in there like. that freak me out. I love it too, but that's, you know, it's, it's funny if we watch shows now that we used to watch as a kid, as a kids, when we watch shows, we were like, yeah, okay, like Willy Wonka and stuff. But if you watch it now, if we watch the old Willy Wonka now, you're like, whoa, that was dark. I can't believe my mom let me watch that. But that's just how we've moved as a society. You know where we, we get into that as well? Like when you watch comedies that are on, network tv a decade ago stuff that was in on network tv i'm not talking netflix and hulu and hbo no and no that. like abc I mean, yeah go back somebody if you if for all the young people under 40 listening everyone under 40 go find all in the family and watch oh, an episode yeah. of all in the family and then go think to yourself that was on when there was only four channels on television there was nbc abc cbs and pbs that was it those were the only four options you had, and that was one of the shows that ran, and millions of people watched that every week. Nowadays, if you tried to put that on, it would people would be picketing. There would be no sponsors whatsoever. It it's it's crazy, and it's a, we, and it was a groundbreaking show, which is fantastic. So, are we getting too crazy with that kind of thing? Like, is that is that bleeding over into sports yes. and into golf? I think so too. Like, I. We're yeah. always we're concerned with too much rather than – I mean I look back in the day with some of my favorite pictures in golf. I love historic golf pictures, and I didn't plan on this being my segue to the Arnold Palmer thing, which I'll get to why I brought it up in a minute. But I remember pictures of those guys smoking on the course, wearing their V-neck sweaters and all of this, and right. that used to be – so good and now i feel like everything is just taken i don't know so if it was good context context yeah but here's the thing about that though if you remember back then in the 50s that's also when tobacco companies were telling you smoking was good for you you know what i mean so it was like there were some we were we were not quite as smart and as versed scientifically as we are now and it was much easier People just believed everything that they saw and heard. Like, if you remember back in the, when you're talking about the old black and whites from the fifties, you remember back then, well, I mean, don't remember it because I don't either because we weren't alive. But if you watch old video of like news broadcasts, the anchor on the news broadcast was smoking. Awesome. During the broadcast. That's crazy. You might, it's like anchor man. You might as well have set a thing of scotch out there too. It's like mad men. Like that was back in the day. I don't know that that part's awesome. I think we've come farther and learned a lot golf wise. Cause now golf, you get fined. You get fined if you get caught smoking, but I don't understand how you don't get fined. I don't guys don't get fined for chewing tobacco, but think about baseball. Think about how chewing, how prevalent chewing tobacco was in baseball That's and right. how it's, it's almost gone now, comparatively, as far as numbers-wise. Like, what was it, 80% of guys playing baseball in the 70s all chewed or they were smoking too? And now it's unheard of. Like, you, 
How many pictures in locker rooms of football and stuff that you see the guy after the game having a cigarette? Yeah, but it's so <laughs> Can long you as imagine you're not, that now. But if you're not breaking the law, like it is not illegal to smoke a cigar, smoke a cigarette, have chewing tobacco, or have a beer as long as you're of age. So what's the problem? Yes, but here's the problem. The problem is now because of what we know about secondhand smoke. Like, that's great. If you want to, if you love a cigar and you want to smoke a cigar, cool. But the guy who's got the locker next to you does hate cigars. You know, All right, so what if a guy a wants to smoke, what if a guy wants to smoke a cigar during his round? It's open air. Yes, I don't, I actually don't have a problem with that. Whatever. Guys smoke cigars all the time on the golf course. I do. Every I don't time have I'm a problem out. with that. Yeah, I don't, but, but here's what you don't want. You don't want on the highest professional levels. I'm cool with it on the champions tour or on the PGA tour champions. I'm cool yep. with that. What I don't want is I don't want someone like Brooks Kepka smoking a cigar on the golf course while he's playing <laughs> a major championship. And the only reason I don't want that is because I don't want a kid in high school to think, well, if I can smoke a cigar, that's going to help me win. You know, even though Arnold Palmer said he never and it's true, he never won another major championship when he stopped smoking. I don't there even think go. he won a tournament. After he quit smoking. So now Jack won a ton because Jack used to smoke too. But again, and he, I don't he saw place, himself and didn't like the way it looked. I don't place though that responsibility on Palmer or Jack Nicholas just because they do it. I know kids are watching, but that's on the parent to say, Hey, if the kid asks, well, does smoking cigarettes make Jack Nicholas the greatest golfer ever? No, it doesn't. It's just something that's a bad habit that he has. I don't, that's not on the player to police themselves if it's a choice that they've made. Yes, it I is. Yes, it is. It is, it is a choice on the, it is a choice because as we all know, preteens and teenagers, your parents can tell you not to do stuff until they're blue in the face, but you're going to follow along the people that you think are cool because your parents are not cool. So if you saw Tiger, smoking a cigarette out there on the golf course, you'd be like, man, Tiger made smoking kind of look like Arnie. Arnie made smoking look cool on the golf course. Tommy Arnold right. third, same thing. Coolest guys out there made smoking look cool. So if your parents are like, look, I know it looks cool, but it's not, you don't want to do that. Guess what? Them kids is going to be going to play golf with their buddies and somebody's going to whip out a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, let's try it. Let's do that because – my favorite guy does it. Now, my mom and dad's not around to say, stop that. Don't do that. They're not going to nag me. So it's, it is a responsibility to that person because it people isn't. do copy what you do. But again, like this goes into the whole Charles Barkley campaign back in the day when he goes, I am not a role model. I am not paid to be a role model. He's, he was right. He was absolutely right. I totally right. agree. I totally agree. You are not paid to be a role model and your job is not a role model. Unfortunately, you are in a position where people see and watch what you do and you influence how other people behave. You might not have signed up for that. Sorry. Like you didn't sign up for that, but it comes along with it. Part of doing what you do at the highest level, whether it be golf, basketball, football, baseball, all of that, being able to accomplish what you have accomplished and now being paid in that manner, that comes along with it. It's like, look, I didn't sign up to act to be a movie star. It just turned out that I'm a pretty good actor and people believe when I get into character and now I've become a movie star and I didn't necessarily get into it. I know you didn't get into it for that, but you're making $40 million a movie. So what you have to, everybody has to sacrifice something for the job and the profession that they're in. Well, when it comes to being a celebrity, what you are sacrificing is your, your, some of your privacy and you're also sacrificing some of your, Freedom from responsibility. Let, well, influencing let me, other people. 
let me tell you, first of all, actors are the worst example you could have used because those people are, I mean, they're the most notorious parties, drinkers, smokers. Bad example. Athletes. Yeah, because NFL players don't get in trouble at a strip club at 3 o'clock in the morning. That never oh, they happens. do. No, they do. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying I wouldn't use – I wouldn't die on the hill of an actor being the up-and-coming citizen that, you know, they don't – They don't. actors don't care about themselves and how they come off in a way of whether or not they're affecting younger people. I would say this about golf and hmm. professional athletes in general. You bring, we're using the you know the tobacco and the alcohol and all of that is is the jumping off point. But then, where do you stand on if they're supposed to act in a way that doesn't give kids the wrong idea? Then where do you stand on on course temper tantrums? Because the kids are going to pick that up. How many people have you seen reenact Tiger's fist pump on the? I mean, they from behavior on these. Athletes can't be expected to be held accountable for everything they do at their workplace. No, but look, people are different. You don't react the same as I react on the golf course in in certain situations, right? So someone who loves Adam Scott probably loves Adam Scott because his personality on the golf course is similar to their personality on the golf course. So Adam Scott might not drop F-bombs and throw a club down and whatnot. But, like, just because you love Patrick Reed doesn't necessarily mean you're going to snap a golf club over your knee when you get frustrated. But I bet you might have that tendency to have an explosion and, and be mad. Like, that – just because – I think you gravitate towards the people that, that, you, that you feel like that person's similar to me. And you gravitate towards that person. But so, how is that? How someone, is that someone who acts athletes? like Adam Scott? It's not. But it's look. You know, people are watching you, yes. right? So that's one of the things. So, like you, you think Adam Scott never dropped the f bomb? Like I'm sure he has. He has. Times. That's what I'm saying. But when he's on the golf course in a tournament. You're never going to hear it. Phil, too. You think Phil never dropped the F-bomb? But have you ever heard him do it at a PGA Tour event? Nope. No, he's the most brand-conscious guy out there. We know that about Phil. But then where are you but with he's the also, CB? But that's all his M.O. That's that's also his M.O. So it's like if you gravitate more towards Phil or Adam Scott and stuff, then that's who you're going to try and emulate on the golf course. No, and I see what you're so, saying. And they know I, I really it too. Do. But my point is this, like when you look at some of these guys, I just think we've gotten so sensitive over so many things in society now that we start placing blame where it doesn't need to be placed. For every man of the people characteristic that Phil Mickelson has, he's also a degenerate gambler. So, <laughs> I mean, it's like it's, it's one or the other. I mean, for, yeah. for, for how everybody idolizes Tiger Woods, he was a serial philanderer on his watch. So – Every time you bring up a characteristic that's good about the athlete, you got to start thinking about some of the bad that comes along with it. Jordan Spieth. But see, this is where I completely. Well, he's called a crybaby. Same Correct. with Sergio's. He's a crybaby on the golf course, and people get mad. Well, the people that don't like him, that's their excuse for not liking him. But this is also where I completely agree with you when it's like the pendulum swings too far one way, and everyone's like, how dare someone act like that? Because. Guess what? I don't know if people know this. We're all human. So there's no such thing as the perfect person who is flawless and doesn't have any kind of bad attributes. So you might be strong in one area, but you're going to be weak somewhere. And you can't just be like, well, I'm only going to be strong here, and then I'm never going to show that weak side ever. It's like, sorry. It doesn't work that way in real life. Where we get confused, I think, as fans, is we only have to see the pe the people we watch on TV, we only have to see them for a limited amount of time. Like, you only got to see a golfer for, what, three hours max on television? Right. Maybe four. With golf. But after that, like, that's 20 hours you don't see that person. You have no clue what that person is doing or saying for 20 hours. 
And then you got no clue what they're doing Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Like well, you see them for four hours on a Thursday or Friday, and you're like, "Why can't someone, everyone act like that? Would it act like that for four hours? Anyone can." Well, that's like the quote that I like using: "Characters who you are when no one's around." It's kind of it's kind of you know apropos golf. to this conversation. And I don't remember where you stood. I, I'll take two examples recently of of things getting blown out of proportion. Uh, we both know where we stood on the Matt Kuchar incident with the caddy, which I thought was completely blown out of proportion. And then the other one, and I don't remember where you stood on this one with when Justin Thomas had someone removed from the gallery because the guy was acting like an idiot and Thomas wanted him removed. When you say he was acting like an idiot, acting like an idiot is doing things to mess guys up while they're going through their routine acting like an idiot is not yelling things it's not you're not acting like an idiot if you're yelling as the ball's in the air i don't have a problem with that i don't have a problem with if you don't want justin thomas to win when his ball's in the air you yell get in a bunker go in the water like <laughs> I, i'm sorry but I, why i don't What's have a problem point? with that Here's here's why I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that is because we want to grow this game and bring new fans to the game. So if you're going to yell something, even if it's against someone else, and even if the core golf fan is like, well, I don't, I don't know if that's right to do. I don't have a problem with that because you are not affecting a golfer's swing. Now, if you are that thin-skinned and that much of a... You know, I'm not going to use the word. If you're that thin-skinned, yeah, I won't. If you're that thin-skinned and that's going to affect how you play your game of golf, then you deserve for that to, to affect you. You know what I mean? Like golfers, golfers all want to be athletes and rock stars until they get treated like athletes and rock stars. And then you're like, well, that's not appropriate in my sport. Well, then, then stop acting like, like you're a football guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to hear about the great stuff that you did. As my, I love Justin Thomas. He's a huge Alabama fan. This dude flew to a game during the tour championship and flew back. Like, you think he's acting like a golf fan at an Alabama football game? <laughs> like and and what happens if he's sitting on Auburn side of the field and an Auburn dude messes up a play? You think he's not yelling stuff at the bench to try and get in their head? And what if one guy turned around and was like, "Hey, stop that, man! That hurts my feelings, and I don't no. want to think about that when I have to go in for the next play." I mean, you've got a great point because one of the arguments that I had with a buddy of mine. Uh, my photographer, when I used to work at the NBC television station in Dallas, was that he's like, I don't understand why you defend the players in golf. They're such crybabies. They got to have everything quiet, real sports. You're loud. You're obnoxious. And it is a good point. Like, it's the one sport where you're expected not to say or do anything. But I'm also of the mindset there's no reason to be screaming, get in the hole on a par four from the tee box. There's no reason to I be screaming mashed potatoes. And there's no reason to be agree screaming that. things just to get on camera because you know damn well that's what these people are doing. They're saying, hey, I'm going to scream I completely agree with that. Yes, I completely agree with that, which is why I say you should also be able to chop somebody in the throat. <laughs> so if they yell out, get in the hole or mashed potatoes, or if they yell something stupid out, then you should be able to do something stupid back to them. Now, if you get real creative with yelling stuff out, like one time during a tee shot, a guy just yelled out, yelling out random things. Which is funny. That was awesome. Like, that kind of stuff is funny. And even the golfers laughed. You know, even the golf, like Tiger on a par three, hit a shot in there to, like, six feet and it was like a real tough pin position and whatnot. And after the guy, after Tiger hit the shot, the guy yelled out and that's why you're inside the ropes and I'm outside the ropes. Even Tiger giggled when we were walking to the green on that one. And we laughed about something like that kind of stuff is fun too, but there's also the other side of it. And let's be honest, 
even though I give the younger generation who is now on the PGA Tour a ton of credit because they do, and I, I take this back to Rory, they embrace tougher questions than what golfers in the past. Golfers in the past, if you compare golfers in the past to what baseball players, football players, or hockey players, basketball players, what they had to deal with question-wise from the media, the golfers were so soft, so soft. Like if you said, if you asked the golfer a really hard question that kind of asked about something that went wrong on the golf course, man, their people would be like, don't ever talk to my guy again. Don't ever go down. Golfers nowadays aren't like that. That being said, still get a lot of softball questions. Like, no one wants to hurt golfers' feelings. Well, you know what that is, the media effect. And then we'll, we'll switch gears here. The media effect on that is that that's Tiger Woods. That started in 97, 98 when Tiger won the Masters and he announced he was going pro 96. Because Tiger became an overnight, I know we talked about this earlier in the podcast, really became an overnight phenomenon because the sport had never seen anything like it. What was happening is rather than, you know, John, Dick, and Tom, who were on tour, the, the PGA media tour forever, and they would just go to tournament and tournament. Now, Good Morning America, uh, the Today Show, all these other outlets started going to these tournaments because they wanted to see Tiger Woods and Tiger Mania absolutely altered the way the sport was covered and how much media covered tournaments because of the phenomenon he had on the sport. But he also got burned a few times too, where, you know, stuff that he thought was not going to be on the record. He thought was off the record. Someone put on the record, yep. you know, and so it, it made, it made, him especially very boring and PC with his answers. Like he doesn't even need to do, honestly, he don't need to do press conferences anymore. He doesn't need to. Cause Why? with his answers, it's plug and play. Whatever, if you ask him a question and he, you can pretty much plug and play his answers. I disagree. Now. I don't, well, I shouldn't say now. Back in the day. Yes. Back in the day. It 100%. Been, back in the day. back. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I will say you're right. Back in the day, it was plug and play with his answers. But there are questions that get asked where I'll just be like, yeah, I already know what's coming. Like, we know what's coming. You can just write it. I'm sure the 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 transcript uh, stenographer probably goes to sleep on a couple of questions and answers because they already know. Like you could type it out. You just, I'm gonna just grab something from 2004 and plug that in because it's gonna be the exact same thing. That so was our running lot, joke. You're right. He's yeah. That was our running joke with with Tony Romo back in the day when I was in Dallas covering the Cowboys and traveling with the Cowboys. You could literally queue up. Tony would only talk on Sundays or on Wednesdays in his locker, so every guy had a day. Romo's was Wednesday, so we'd go out to Valley Ranch. It was Tony Romo day at Valley Ranch. He'd always show up with his backwards hat or something to take his hat off. And we would joke that you could queue up any Wednesday from the entire year. I could queue up week two <laughs> Wednesday and play it during my sports cast on week 13 Tuesday or Wednesday. And you wouldn't have any clue with it. You would, you would know. <laughs> That's so funny. All you had to do was change the team. And you, you would have no idea that it was the difference. But look – the way that we are now with social media and everybody's a reporter, everything is magnified uh, tenfold. And there's some reasons that you could be thankful for that because the coverage that it's getting. And again, this season has lent itself to another remarkable story. Following Nate Lashley's win at the Rocket Mortgage Classic this week, you had Matthew Wolf in the Eagle to win the 3M Open at the 18th. One of the more exciting finishes we've seen on tour this oh, year. Man. One, because of how it finished. But two, there really wasn't any star power aside from Bryson DeChambeau, who had birdied 18 to take the lead. And two things that I find remarkable about this. One. No, Bryson made eagle there, too. Did he eagle? I thought he birdied to go to 20. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, oh, right. I think he was he 18. Hit, he was yeah, 18 and made eagle. You're right. He yeah, stuck that iron. It. You're right. Yeah. Yes. So this he is, hits you know the what's eagle. wild about that? 
Yeah, it's wild. If you're if you're one of those fans that only watches golf when Tiger's on, man, you miss something good. You miss hey, some right. drama. And those who had followed the sport, we knew Matthew Wolf was a big deal coming out of Oklahoma State. Uh, he's only 20 years old. He's kind of one of those next big up and coming things. But again, I've I've said it about this year on tour for quite some time. There's just been so many remarkable stories this year from Keith Mitchell to Nate Lashley, now to Matthew Wolf. And the best yeah. part about Wolf, and I started off the podcast with it, and I'll bring it back full circle. One of my favorite golf commercials of all time was Arnold Palmer's voice narrating the commercial, and he would say, swing your swing. Swing mm. your swing. And there isn't <laughs> anybody on tour that embodies that more than Matthew Wolf. Jim Furyk's another guy. But we, we, we see oh. this. Bryson, we see this, too. We see this unorthodox pass at the ball in Matthew Wolf. And all I could think about was that Arnold Palmer commercial this weekend where he was just saying, swing your swing. And look, I said it when Bubba won the Masters. Uh, he canceled more lessons than any golfer of his time because he, I don't have a swing coach. This is just my swing. And Matthew Wolf is from that school of I don't need my swing to be changed because I can repeat it over and over and over again. And that's the beauty of that's the beauty of seeing a guy like Bubba or Matthew Wolf or like we go back to Jim Furyk or Bryson DeChambeau when you go, man, who would teach that golf swing? Right. No one would teach it. No one would teach people to do something like that. But you know what? This is what felt the best for these guys when they were little kids swinging a golf club and they just kept doing it. And now they do it over and over and over again. There is no right or wrong way. Well, maybe a wrong way if you're cheating. There's no right way to get the ball in the, in the hole. That's it. The goal of the game is, like, like Herm Edwards, we play to put the ball in the hole. That's <laughs> like, it. And, and that's the, that's all you're trying to do. It doesn't matter what your swing looks like. It doesn't matter, but do you, can you do it over and over and over again? And then can you do it under pressure? That's what was so amazing about Matthew Wolf and not only what he did in the NCAAs, but now what he did on the PGA tour. And do you understand how many starts this dude has had on the PGA tour? Three. Uh, yeah. I was going to say it's under five. I know that. Three. He's, played, he's played in four. He's played in four events. Four events missed just... three cuts. <laughs> that's, that's mean. As a professional golfer, the, the, the guy just turned pro. He literally just turned pro. What at the Travelers Championship? And by law, really, and now he's... celebrate his win. He's twenty years old. <laughs> How funny is that? He goes, yeah. Hey man, just spray sparkling water on me right now. I got some time. But think about it. Celebrate. Think about how healthy the sport is when you've got guys oh. like. And I look. I I talk about Arizona State golf all the time because I'm an ASU alum and I think they have one of the best programs in the country. But what about what OSU's trotting out there with Victor Hovland, Matthew Wolf? These are two young up and comers. Yep. You've got all of these young players, Ricky Fowler. Uh, comes from the same program. Well, and the but, kid that finished third this past week too, Morikawa, he's twenty-two. So we had twenty, twenty-six, twenty-two. That's what's that was your top three. Yeah, how's how's U.S. golf doing right now? How are we how are we holding up? Well, I can tell you this: some of these dudes that are getting up there in age and haven't won a major, they better start thinking about doing it real quick. Yeah, but you said that, and then you just mentioned Ricky Fowler. Like, so is getting thirty? Is that getting up there in age? You know, thirty, thirty-one. Right is there. it? You ain't got much time left. You ain't got much time left. Not when you see a guy like Tom Lehman, who's sixty-one, playing that event, and after the first day, be four under par and just a couple shots off the lead. You know, that's and and look, you said his name already, Jim Furyk. This dude, he made a run too, like. It's 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 the beauty and the horror and nightmare of the game too. Because I think what it is is 
in that 32 to 42 range, when you're maybe getting married, maybe starting a family, that's when a lot of the dip in performance happens. And I think the reason is because your focus changes for a little bit and you're not as all in in golf. And then once you get over 40 and your kids are a little bit older, then you have like this hope, not whole hum, but you have a, a sigh where you go, well, you know what? I can get back to just really having fun on the golf course again. <laughs> so it's like the pressure goes off. I think the pressure is on hardcore in your mid thirties to early forties because now you're, you're not playing just for you. And even though you don't want to say you're playing for your family, you really are. And I think subconsciously that makes it even more difficult. Or so you see these kids who are 20 come out and just light it up because they're just coming out of college. It's not like these guys are coming out and go, I got a wife and two kids and a mortgage payment on a house that might be just a little bit bigger than what I was planning on getting. But you know what I mean? So they can play for free, play freed up. And then you do that later when you're forties. Or you could be like our boy Sergio, win your first and only major, and then just miss the cut every major after that. He's like, you know what? I got mine. Well, he, though, fired his caddy. and Sergio's a different – that's a different one, too, because he got some – he has some serious personal stuff going on, family stuff that shook him pretty good. He did, so. but then – but but life did, couldn't get better for Sergio. After he won the Masters, he got married – he had True his daughter that. named her Azalea. Like he had a good run there, and he's like, you know what? You know, he he had been struggling. But, but you know, we're I on think the yo, let's be honest. Do you think Phil's trying to do that too? When Phil after Pebble was like, nah, I'm just never going to win a U.S. Open. I think Phil's doing the complete Sergio reverse psychology, where he's like, yeah, you know what? I ain't worried about. It. I'm just never going to win a U.S. Open. And in the back of his mind, he's like, well, maybe I just don't care and say forget it, and it's never going to happen. That's when it's going to happen. No, Phil. No, 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 no. Phil's. I. I firmly believe Phil is at peace with that. He will never win a U.S. Open because he won't. Hmm. It's done. He knows that. He can win an Open Championship next week, but he's not winning the U.S. Open. Hmm. Yeah, he's. I, he's I, I agree that. I agree that he's never going to win a U.S. Open. I don't agree that that he doesn't think he can. A lot of these guys get to the point of their career and, you know, being around athletes as much as we are and being around football players and all these, they they won't say it publicly, but they know when it's done. They do. They don't like to admit it, but they know it. I think Phil knows it. Hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know if I believe it. Look, look how long it took him to get on social media and look how he's just killing it now. <laughs> like that video that he did with his mom. Oh my Hilarious. gosh. Well, it's because he knows he's that not going to was... win the U.S. Open. He's got more time to do social media. <laughs> All right, coming up next, what we're going to do, we're going to get Collins ready for the red carpet at the ESPYs. We are taping this on ESPYs Wednesday. We'll get him ready for the red carpet. We'll talk about Tiger Woods prep for the Open Championship. And I want to talk about you heading over to the Open Championship uh, coming up next. Hey, Matty. Yo. You like going to sporting events? Always. What about concerts? Yes. You ever been to Broadway? Nope. See? Now you have an excuse to go, man. Because Vivid Seats. Yeah, Vivid Seats. I messed up. I I didn't use Vivid Seats. When I went to Broadway, and I, I'm not going to lie, overpaid. Overpaid. Vivid Seats, that's the thing. Everybody wants to have that experience of a lifetime as a fan, whether it's a fan of music, any kind of concert. You know, I don't know. There's some people that might like the opera. You, I'm sure you can get everything there, whether it be football, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, all of it, Vivid Seats gives you that opportunity to have that experience of a lifetime. You want to go to the theater. You want to see a sporting event. Anything live, Vivid Seats gives you that opportunity. And it's great prices with easy purchasing. Like, seriously, what else do you want? It's an online ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment like all of us 
to have that experience of a lifetime. Now you don't have an excuse anymore. You just don't. If you really want to go do something or see something live in person that you've always wanted to, Vivid Seats gives you that opportunity. And check this out. If you use our podcast code GOLF, Maddie and the Caddy listeners get 10% off their first purchase with Vivid Seats. 10% off. You're going to save more money than I can save. Because, like I said, I was slipping. But whatever. You get to do it. Vivid Seats. 10% off. Use the code GOLF. Go to the App Store or Google Play. Download Vivid Seats app. Go do that right now. I'm not kidding. First time customers, enter the promo code GOLF. Receive your 10% off. All these seats and confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. No if, no ands, no buts. Download the Vivid Seats app. Use the promo code GOLF. You get 10% off. Go have an experience of a lifetime. And then hit us up and thank us. I'm just throwing that out there and saying, just you go do Excellent. I'll uh, look on Vivid Seats. Maybe I can get a ticket to the ESPYs since I wasn't invited. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go look for my ticket uh, to the ESPYs on there. Did you Bye. know it's three tickets you got to have? It's three tickets. What do you mean? There's three separate ESPY tickets. So I there's a – you have to – it's a ticket for the red carpet you got to have. Right. You can't just – just because you're going to the ESPYs doesn't mean you can – Walk the let's, red carpet. Let's get you into that. All right, let's get into that. So okay. You, you, is, tonight's your first red carpet. Ever. Okay. As someone who's walked the red carpet a couple of times uh, okay. at, at various events, let me give you a couple of advice, uh, piece of, pieces of advice. Now, okay. there typically is a line of photographers and whatnot there to kind of like take your picture as you're walking down. Try yeah. not to address, like, they're all going to be yelling, like, oh, Michael over here, Caddy over here. You know, try to just do a blank smile and stare straight. <laughs> Don't try to ID the photographer that's yelling your name. <laughs> just blank stare smile. Number one. Number two, okay. give blank a fake. stare smile. Yeah. Give a fake all point right. here and there. Yeah, like the presidents do. All the presidents started. I don't know who started that. It was, I don't know which one started it, but it's like every time they either come out of a helicopter or airplane or something, they always point to someone. That's like it. on the stage, hey, over there. And if you're not pointing at it, there's no one over there. Nope. I did it when I was at the upfront red carpet. I did a blank point. And people really? Like, yeah, yeah. I think the picture Did anyone up on my turn and screen. look? Hey, was he, was it you or me? Was he, who was he pointing at? <laughs> No, but Laura Rutledge called me on it. She's like, you didn't point at anybody. I'm like, yeah, I know. That was the point. I don't know if I can do that with a straight face, though, Yeah, man. you have to. Be like, hey, There's no- give me a good point. <laughs> give me a good – I I will – I best I'm gonna see – I'll do the point and point. then the thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll like do the, the Phil's thumbs up. Yeah, like the wait – do that. Do like the waiter on a love boat. What was his name? Like that, that waiter is like, hey, give me one of those. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Big see, night my thing, uh, yeah, but see, here's the thing. I'm not walking the red carpet and then just going straight in because I'm a fan. Like, I might walk the red carpet one time, but then I'm going to circle back and I'm going to be standing by the photographers too with my cell phone and be like, yo, 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 yo. I'll be screaming at people. Man, like the women's soccer team, their our US soccer team is doing the parade in New York and then flying out to the ESPYs. That's right. If they walk the red carpet, you think I'm not gonna be there like trying to get pictures with them too? I am so gonna fanboy out. I have a I know that's the that's what scares me. It's like I'm gonna fanboy out, but I'm afraid somebody's gonna be like, uh, Mr. Collins, we're gonna need you to get off the red carpet, please. And I'm oh man, I'm sorry. (laughs) Was I not supposed to be out here like having some fun? I have a question for you. Should can I social media post? Like, would that be okay? What if I did like a video and put it on Instagram and stuff? Will you put it on our Instagram instead of yours? I'll repost it on ours. How big of you. Thank you. You're welcome. But you see that for the patrons, (laughs) that's all you need to know about the caddy. He's more interested in building his brand 
Then he is building. It's not building a brand. It's not. I'm not. But that's not brand building. That's not did, brand building. Did we? Did we? Uh, publicly discuss our idea for the SBs, or was that a private conversation? No. What? I don't care. I don't no, think. Did, I don't know if do we you put remember it out there or not. What we wanted to do, which clearly we didn't get done this year, is at some point yes. we're going to have a. We're going to walk the green carpet with Maddie and the caddy, or at this point, it would be the green carpet with the caddy. And <laughs> we would have celebrities and athletes come up, and they would it would be a putt, like a putt-putt green, and they would have to make a putt before they could leave the interview. Oh, that would be some serious pressure. Make And just make it like a six-footer. That's it. You got to make a six-foot putt. And if they and make the putt. keep asking questions. Correct. Yeah. So we'll we'll try to that get That was the cool thing on the thirteenth. I did the thirteenth this at the, the outing, the two thousand nineteen SB golf outing. You could pay me to heckle someone. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, I got Jay Harris so good he missed the ball. That's like, good. He literally, See, that's and good he's heckle. a good golfer. He missed the ball, which was crazy. And then uh Rod Woodson Rod Woodson, I was gonna heckle him, and he tried to quick play it and hit a complete shank, and then Oof. he turned and was like, I thought you were gonna heckle me. And I go, I don't have to heckle you after seeing the shot you just hit, and the whole place was like, ah! And he just put his head down and laughed and ran off. It was great, man. It was, it was crazy. But it see, was crazy. For people who a- don't know too, like, we're gonna hit the, this is something we gotta tell people. We're hitting a hundred million dollars for the V Foundation. Yep. How awesome is that? A hundred million dollars. And it's not a hundred million dollars, but you know, oh, 40 million goes to like fees of administration. Nah, it's a hundred million, all of it donated to research. And like the, the golf tournament, all the money that was raised at the golf tournament went to the Stuart Scott Cancer Research Fund, which is another amazing it's an it's an amazing thing. It's crazy to think Stuart Scott's been gone for five years. I know. As inspirational as he is for all of us. His family was there at the golf tournament too. Um it just has been it's been an awesome thing to be a part of, man. I'm and I told people already, like even if, if y'all don't invite me next year, I'ma crash it. I don't care. I'll show up. I will I will shame somebody into let me stay a part of this thing because it's been so awesome. We got that auction that's yep. still going, that was going yeah, on. Go yep. Yeah, ebay.com slash ESPN. And I'm having fun with you uh, with, with the SUs. It is for a good cause. It, it raises a lot of money for the B Foundation and Cancer Research. So I know that we're taping this Wednesday, and I think the auction's still going uh, throughout the day, but please check it out. You don't have to make it just today on V-Day. You can always donate. Uh, whatever you might have. Whatever, yeah. I mean, some of those auction things are twenty something thousand dollars. Look, I'm not. I, I can't. I can't bid on something that's thirty thousand dollars. I'd love to. I'm just not in that place. That, but you can donate a hundred bucks. You can donate twenty dollars. You can donate ten dollars. Like everything that's donated goes a hundred percent into this research, and goes a hundred percent towards cancer research. Like it's not. 80% or 70%, it's 100% of these donations go right towards cancer research. And that's how it should be, which what's it's what makes this so special. All right, before we get out of here, uh, have you seen the video of Tiger waking up at 1 a.m. to prepare for the Open Championship to get his body no. clock right? What? Yeah. Yep. Shut he's up. Waking up. He's serious? waking up at one a.m. to train. No, he's he look. He would get up at three o'clock anyway to work out. Charles Howe the Third told a great story about that. About how Tiger would send him a text message at three forty-five. Yo, you want to go hit the gym? Like Tiger don't sleep anyway. He got a some kind of sleep issue. So if he's oh, I'm getting up at one a.m. Yeah, that's awesome. What? How you training? What are you training in a refrigerator? Body that's clock. what you should be doing. Somebody throwing ice cubes at you. Body clock, whatever. With the you can do that in a day. You know the nope. trick. Here's the trick. When we go to Ireland, we go into Ireland. We fl- we leave. I leave on Friday night and land Saturday morning. When you land, don't go to sleep. 
So we're going, we're staying awake. I'm actually going to go play golf. I might play 36. Trying Bro, to decide whether yeah. we have time. Compare yourself to a world-class athlete and you dopey media guy trying to give Tiger Woods advice of how to get adjusted for the Open. Dude, I'll tell you right now, John Wood, who caddies for Matt Kuchar, he doesn't subscribe to that whole body clock thing. You know what he does? He stays on the same thing. Like, he doesn't try to adjust. Yeah, how many, shots is, how many shots is he hitting during the Open? None. Would you like to be... Asking a guy what the yardage is who is sleep-deprived and can't add or subtract, I would say it's kind of important for a guy who's an ATM machine like Matt Kuchar. ATM machine's redundant. What? Automatic teller machine. machine machine? No, it's an ATM. Yeah, big time. ATM machine. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. You basically just called it <laughs> an automatic teller machine machine. Yes, I know. That's what it is. As you were. It's an ATM machine. SEC conference? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's right. The SEC conference. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's where I live. No, it's going to be, hey, I got a question for you, too. So the after party. Can I take Can I take? Yes, you can. 100%. Can I post them? Yes. Okay. All right. Here's I gotta, what I, you know what I try to do, though? I wait to see someone else do it first. Oh, no. After like, party I don't want to be the first dude. To... It's freewheeling. Like, when I was at the after party for the upfronts, I was taking pictures with the Modern Family cast. You're good. Re- okay. Yeah. All right. Did you post any of those pictures onto Maddie and the Caddy social media? I did. I tagged it. It was in the story, though, so it deletes after 24 hours. Here's what I want. So that'd be you. a no. That'd be a no. I put it on the story. I didn't see it. You don't check because you're all anybody listening to the podcast. Anybody listening to the podcast? If you saw it, is it is it in our? If we if you click on Maddie and the Caddy right now and go through our photos, can I see it? You know, you're only concerned with your. Then it didn't happen. Then it didn't happen. So ah, no, no, wait a minute. My guilt has just flowed out of me like a sieve because if the picture's not there, you know what happened? Nothing. It never happened. So nanny, nanny, boo-boo. Here's what I want from you. (laughs) When I wake up early for work tomorrow, I would like a video message texted to me from you and someone attending the after party that doesn't work at ESPN. Oh, okay. That's easy. I want a video message from you and someone. Just a video message from me and someone. You mean like what you did with Anthony? Yep. Okay. All right. Just for you. Okay. Can you do that? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yes. But you have to promise that if I do it, it will never be shared. It'll never see the light of day. All right. Like we like the podcast we did. We did a podcast that will never see the light of day. I don't know about that. With the way this thing's headed, and if one of us gets removed, that thing's seen the light of day. <laughs> Is that your threat? I'm going to release this thing. <laughs> if you let me go, if I'm not at the ESPYs next year, guess what? <laughs> the Super Secret Podcast is coming out. I'm going to let it out. <laughs> I know where it's hitting. <laughs> I know. If anything ever happens to me, four people have access to get it. It's going to be sent to four people, and they will all release it at the same time. Sounds like a movie. That would be crazy. I'm like, I'm freaking about this whole walking the red carpet because I know I've already met. I met coach uh, who had the the um, the football coach with no arms and no legs. Yeah. Yep. Um, I met him yesterday and hung out and talked like we had a oh, my gosh. And that's the thing where it's. Like, I'm fanning out on those, too. It's not just the athletes that we watch, the pro athletes. It's the people that we've done stories on that are going to be there, too. Meeting them is I freak out and fanboy just as much. And me and him, we're doing the same thing. He was like, oh, my gosh, yo, Caddy, what's up? I got some putting tips for you. Like, he was joking. Around. It was awesome. We had a blast. And then he was like, bro, I do putt-putt. And I, it's on. Let's do this. 
So like meeting the people that I got to see on TV that we did stories on, that's going to be amazing as well. And the red carpet. I'm telling you, man, I'm so scared that I'm not going to get invited next year because I'm not, they're going to have to kick me off the red carpet, bro. They're just going to have to kick me off. Either that or the seats are real good and I, I'm nervous I'm going to get caught crying on TV. Because I'm a softie. I'm going to be the first to admit, like, emotional stuff, bro, gets me real quick. Yeah, It gets me real good, quick. If it's a good Rinaldi story, it'll get you overnight. Bro, Tom Rinaldi walks into a room and sad music starts playing. He hates when I say that. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like he didn't like the reputation of just a crier. <laughs> and he's hilarious. He's a really funny guy too. He's but hilarious. He he's, yeah, he's fantastic. He's great at getting yeah, he's great at getting emotions out of people. But if you're just hanging out talking with him, he is really funny to be around. Like and a he's a prankster as well, a little bit, which is cool. But like that's what I mean. If there's there's going to be moments because there always is during the ESPYs where it just hits you in the heart, man. Or somebody, if one of the speeches like really hits hard, I'm going to be like, I just don't want to ugly cry on TV. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, you know, it's okay to just have some tears coming down, but I don't want to get caught doing a, because <laughs> I, don't I will to, do that. I don't know how to explain this to you, but the camera's going to be focused on finding other people. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm, but I'm afraid, like, because we're, man, I don't know. They shouldn't there. I think somebody knew that I cry easy and that's why they put us in the seats where we at. So, oh, you have good seats? Yeah. Yeah. Really good seats. Uh, that's see? what scares me. You know, know, vivid seats. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll come through for me. I don't, yeah. That's, maybe. And you know what? I don't ever want to hear your complaint <laughs> about my social activity again. Maddie You're not allowed to complain about mine. You are not allowed to complain about any of my social media stuff because everything that I put up and then repost on Maddie and the Caddy is still there today. Oh yeah. When's the last time you can both of us say that? When's the last? Yeah, I can. (laughs) No, you can't. Yeah, I can. Let me think. Let me see if I reposted. I can. I don't know when the last time you've been to Maddie and Caddy. Actually, the stuff that I. The stuff that I tried to repost yesterday, the uh, one guy, I didn't realize here their account was private. Yeah, really? No. Okay. Well, it was it was one of the producers and stuff. All right. That's like blaming the wind on a bad swing. All right. We got to well, get I am right now. I'm looking at my, my naked back and head on a table yeah. right now. You're looking at Maddie and the caddy. Yeah. Right now. Mm-hmm. I see two pictures of you, one all by yourself. The red carpet point. All dressed point. to the nines. Yes, that was the red. That's the red carpet point. It's up right there. And then what's All what's right, so next what I'm going to do. What's next to that one? It's, that's why I said there's two of you up there. Which and which, what's the other one? The You said you had the cast. That looks like a cast member of Modern Family. See? A member, that's just one, oh, look at CESPN Caddy was wrong, which is, what did you put there? Yeah, three minutes ago. That's so funny. You just put that three minutes ago because before you had those two pictures up there, the last picture on Maddie and the Caddy before we started this podcast was me naked, me naked on the table. And the picture before that was me from the Bahamas, was a picture I took from the Bahamas, reposted, like I said. So, there you go. All right. Yep. So, I will no longer be shamed about our, although I might do this. I might give my phone to one of the camera guys, and then I'll do the point, and I'll put that up immediately. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, you you have to. You got to do the point. I got to do, and I now I got to practice the blank smile, like not looking directly. Blank do smile. Do you look over the camera or like I can't, I'm not going to look under. Look beyond, look beyond it. Yeah, but I know beyond it, but you could like, you can look through a camera, but is like, you don't look directly into the lens, right? Like you just look like you're looking at someone behind the camera. Look at the swale of cameras. Like you look at your wife when she's telling you something to do. Or when she's asking if I did something. <laughs> yeah, just just glass over. Did you remember to take out the trash? Boop. 
There it is. Like I hear the emergency <laughs> broadcasts. <Boo. laughs> All right. That'll be good. Have Maybe I'll do tonight. the pilot thing. Just be, uh, welcome. Two to things before we get two things before we get out of here. One, uh, Andy North asked for your number. I gave it to him. That's number one. And okay. number two, he's doing he, a for people who don't know that his experience, eighteen holes with Andy North at Whistling Straits, where they're playing the twenty twenty Ryder Cup, and this dude got no social media. So you think he's gonna give some stories? Oh, it's good. Like Arnie, Jack, Tiger, holy cow. Well, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, again, it's for a good cause. So have fun with that. We'll catch base. Can't wait to see yep. our Open Championship preview next week for the final major championship of the season. So have fun tonight in L.A. Again, thank you for doing all you have to support a good cause. And uh, we will catch up next week. I've done my part with posting pictures of me and my famous friends on Maddie and Caddy. <laughs> we'll see if the Caddy can do the same. <laughs> Run the Caddy. Yeah. Michael Collins. Hi, and the Maddie. This is Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.